0: Welcome to 5 to Thrive, 5 strategies to equip and empower educators, parents and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. We have a really interesting topic today. You've you've heard again and again and again, read to succeed, read to succeed, read to succeed. But in my lifetime, I really haven't thought about what is happening within my brain when I'm reading. And so Dr. Rhoda is going to share some insights with what is really happening
1: as we're reading. And I just find this really, really fascinating. So, Dr. Rhoda. Thanks, Professor Marty. So here's just a few statistics to kind of set this up a little bit. Do you realize that one quarter of American children do not learn how to read? A quarter of the kids in America don't know how to read. According to DoSomething.org, which is a group of people dedicated to literacy, two-thirds of students who cannot read proficiently by the end of fourth grade are going to end up in jail or on welfare. Two-thirds by fourth grade. Uh, Over 70% of American inmates cannot read above a fourth grade level. And remember, we've talked about before, about 80% of inmates have not graduated from high school. Right? I mean, this is costing us a lot of money in the United States. 90% of high school dropouts are on welfare. Our education system has a lot of room for improvement, but the statistics are staggering that a 12th grade education still makes such a monumental difference in a person's quality of life. And why is that? What's going on? What does What does reading do? How does that make such a difference? There's lots of different things at play, but one of the things is just basically your brain and what's going on in your brain as you read. 53% of fourth graders admitted to reading recreationally almost every day. Okay So about half of fourth graders read just for the fun of it almost every day, while only 20% of eighth graders could say the same.
0: You know as you as you went through all of those statistics, I mean you can pick and choose any of those, And it just takes a while to process. This is really, really significant. I mean, think about this, any of these, if only 20% of eighth graders uh, are reading recreational, you you can do the math and figure out this, this
1: is a big, big problem. Yeah, so what I want to ask you today is how are we doing as adults? Are we making the time to read if it's so good, if it's so healthy for our brains? So today I'm going to try to help you understand the value of reading regularly. And I think most of us may have a little bit of free time coming up over Christmas and New Year's break, maybe a little bit more time than usual. What would be the benefits if you spend a little bit of that time reading? So here are three benefits to your brain if you were to take the time to, on a regular basis, read a book over this Christmas holiday break. Number one. Reading creates new white matter in the brain and white matter is a type of cell which improves system-wide communication throughout your brain. White matter is the stuff that helps carry information around your brain between the regions of gray matter. This helps your brain process information more efficiently. Who doesn't want to be able to process information more efficiently, right? Reading keeps your brain active, can impact all the sensory processing. This is kind of interesting. If I read the word chair, the visual part of my brain is stimulated and I picture a chair. But if I read leather chair, now the visual part of my brain and the part of my brain that regulates smell and the part of my brain that regulates touch all fires up. And I experience the feel and the smell of a leather chair just by reading about it.
0: It just is miraculous to me how the Lord created our brain and how something as simple as reading can can engage all those different sections of the brain.
1: Yeah, and this leads me to my next point, Professor Marty. Number two, you can travel the world while sitting in a chair, reading. Doesn't even have to be that leather chair, right?
0: And, and I'm just <laughs> going to say, COVID-19, I mean, what a great opportunity for us. I know many of us are just longing to travel to places and simply can't.
1: Yes. But you can experience all the benefits, or many of the benefits, of travel through reading. For years, elite athletes have visualized their performance. You know, you can read about Serena Williams and how she pictures her perfect tennis match before she plays. Usain Bolt visualizes his perfect race, his start out of the blocks, how he starts to stand up and go, and he does that over and over again. And as they visualize, the neurons through their brains are stimulated to actually experience this perfect performance. Muscles actually fire based on what they visualize. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, my beautiful friends. So when you read about traveling through a foreign country and are interacting with people from another culture, your brain is actually experiencing this. Your senses are actually experiencing, experiencing this. And we can actually grow our mirror neurons. Those are the neurons in our brain that allow us to feel empathy and compassion for another person. We can grow those through reading about experiences of people who are compassionate, caring, um, growing empathy as you learn about some person that's living in an environment that's very different than yours, that sort of thing. So through reading, we get to practice being human. We get to take on the perspective and the experiences of another person. We get to look at the world and people through someone else's eyes, and it grows more mirror neurons in our brain, and this allows us to have more experiences and greater compassion for others.
0: And for such a time as yeah. this, isn't it? There's such a need for compassion. Yeah. And certainly, so in a sense, reading promotes growth of compassion.
1: Yeah, improves the world. Hmm. I think that's the mortar that holds a civilized society together. Number three. Reading improves our critical thinking and problem-solving abilities. So who doesn't want this, right? We get to improve our white matter, which helps the efficiency of our brains. We get to experience the travel and growing mirror neurons and experiencing other things. And we get to improve our critical thinking and problem-solving, all while like the entertainment of sitting and reading a book in the comfort of our home. As we have more experiences, we're able to look at situations from more angles. You know, most people participate in confirmation bias, myself included. We look for things that support our current views and make us feel comfortable and correct and justified, and we all do it. But reading can help us look at the same situation from two different angles. I can see that a person has both healthy and kind motives. And sometimes that same person had intent that, it, that isn't honorable. I, I wish I, sh- I should have looked it up. It just popped into my mind as I was thinking about this now. Clint Eastwood a while back directed two different movies about World War II. And one was from the aspect of the soldiers, the American soldiers in World War II. And one was from the aspect of the Japanese fighter pilots. The letters, it had something about letters in the title. And it showed you the exact same scenario from two different angles such a powerful thing to do. Um, So when I can look at a situation from both sides, it helps move me from black and white to being more compassionate, empathetic, critically think, think through different angles, different motives. No one's as good as I think they are. No one's as bad as I think they are. Reading can help me understand that better. Literature is filled with characters who are both saint and sinner just like me. It's what makes Shakespeare such a prolific and profound writer, is his characters were so complex. Reading also helps me, helps all of us improve our concentration, our focus, our memory. You know, our society's become so comfortable with short sound bites. We hear one perspective summed up in 80 characters and form an opinion we need to train our brain to go deeper. We need to train our brain to sit and read for 20 minutes without reaching for our phone.
0: And so I will tell you, I am so conditioned to check the news, read the headlines, skim over things that for me to set aside 20 minutes, initially it seems like, oh, this is taking forever. And yet it's like anything else. Once it becomes a habit certainly good things happen. It's
1: kind of interesting. Uh, PBS has a show with Christian Amanpour. And she used to be on CNN. She's an international correspondent. And she now has a show there. And like in the hour's time, she covers three stories and she goes really, really deep into them. And I really enjoy it. She's very good. at. Re- She's a journalist. She's reporting both sides. She's not telling you what to think typically. And I'll sit there and think, this is so long because you're just used to 20, 30 seconds. And now we're going to spend 20 minutes on one story. But boy, is that powerful. And you understand a situation so much better than just from reading a headline so yeah absolutely and we are becoming worse and worse at concentrating uh, this is not healthy for our mind or our bodies you know many people practice meditation as a way to increase concentration i believe that reading can offer a similar result and it can increase our experience of life and people it can grow our brain matter our both mirror neurons and the white matter and All of these things help our brains to stay healthy and vibrant and it also increases our social well-being and our mental health. So this is my encouragement for you to pick one book over this Christmas holiday break and when you have a free half hour, instead of picking up your phone to scroll or turning on the television, what if we crack open that book and go on a journey? Once our minds are expanded, they can't contract back to where they were before. Reading enlarges our world, changes who we are just like travel does. What a beautiful adventure.
0: Our goal in 5 to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from today's episode. Number one is a challenge for all of you out there. As listeners, Dr. Rhoda and I would certainly value you sending which book, you intend to read over Christmas. Just what you intend to, and then we'll talk about reality, right? So please, uh, we'd be curious to receive your feedback on that. So that's number one. Number two, why are we asking you this? Well, as Dr. Rhoda said, white matter in your brain develops when you're reading and all kinds of good things come from that. Number three, uh, while you're reading, look, during COVID-19, We're at home, we're limited where we can go. Reading provides the opportunity to explore uh, beyond what we we typically can. Uh, Number four, uh, we often hear critical problem-solving skills, we need to improve those. Well, reading does just that. Uh, So many good things. And, and, And number five, as you celebrate this season, as you celebrate the Lord's birth, as you ponder and meditate, Uh, if you're reading the Bible or, or another book, just think about how amazing it is that reading in itself can contribute to so many good things in life. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.